Hi, I'm Jill. And I'm Erin. You're listening to Banter and Dish Podcast. We'll share relatable stories and recipes with a hint of humor and a dash of delight. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Banter and Dish Podcast. Whether you've been with us from the beginning or this is your first time, thank you so much for joining us. The format of the podcast is that we banter for a bit and then chat about an easy dish. And today's recipe is red bell pepper hummus from Weelicious. This episode is being recorded on April 17th, 2021, and will be available for you to stream on April 29th. So Erin, you're back. Welcome back. It's good to see your face. (laughs) Did did anybody miss me last last week or last two weeks? I'm sure. Although Lloyd did enjoy being on the podcast, but Lloyd filled in. I missed you. Yeah. um, Tell Lloyd (laughs) thanks for um, being the fill in. Yes. (laughs) On short notice too. Yeah, I had a rough week. It was just um, get those, you know, those days. Well, those periods where you're like pushing through and then you're like, okay, I just can't, can't do it. Need to take a break. So yeah, but I am happy to be back. I'm hopefully the listeners are happy to hear my voice again. I would hope so. (laughs) I know Lloyd is very likable, but I think, I think the listeners would miss you if you went away. So (laughs) (laughs) well, that's lovely. That makes me feel good. Yeah. I think Lloyd is a good villain. Yeah. So, you know, if you ever need another (laughs) mental health day, he is ready to step right in there. So don't you fret in class. If you need a break, we have Lloyd up to bat. Yeah. He might not be happy about this now that I know I could fall back on him. Lloyd, can you cover for me? He's going to have to, I'm going to have to pay him back somehow, I guess. Yeah. He had fun. He really did. (laughs) It's not like he has to go anywhere. He just has to He gets to stare into my eyes as we podcast together because we worked it out that it works the best if I hold the mic right between us and we just look at each other. That is adorable. Lovingly. Oh, (laughs) you shared a mic. Oh my goodness. I didn't even think of that. That's so cute. Did you get a picture of that? I did not because I was too busy like holding the mic and stuff. I know I thought of it afterwards. I should have gotten a picture. (laughs) Besides being overwhelmed with things and dealing with other stuff and all that, the weather around here has been really crappy. Bizarre. Yeah, it's been so cold. It, it Just a reminder for any new listeners, we are recording um, close to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yes. USA. Right. We have <laughs> listeners from all over the world. We have downloads from many countries. So thank you. Yeah. Worldwide and United States listeners. If you're here to get any good information about our country, you're not going to get much from us. We're no. <laughs> and if you're here for some good recipes, you might not get those either. It just depends. <laughs> if you're here for a laugh, you're in the right yes, place. Yes, you've happened upon the right podcast. Yeah. We're in, you know, southwestern Pennsylvania where we get the four seasons and usually I expect it to still be cold and sometimes snowy at the beginning of April, but I don't recall it being this cold at the end of April. I mean, it felt really cold because it was so warm. Yes. I mean, it was almost 80 a couple days there. And then. Which wreaks havoc on people's sinuses and heads. (laughs) Yes. I had a bad head situation this past week, too. And. (laughs) Head situation. (laughs) Well, I hate to dwell on it, but it was not good. Yeah. No. Well, those, you get migraines and those are, those are terrible. Those are awful. Yeah. I mean, I don't. 
I get headaches. I don't know that they're migraine level. They're probably maybe very mild migraine, I guess. I do get them, but you you get them way worse. So that's rough to deal with. So yeah, this weather's terrible. I mean, it's really hard on your body. Right. And even when it dipped down into the 40s, I'm like, I'm not putting my coat on, which isn't good because then people get sick. Well, I just wore a sweater last week yeah, at the end of the week. I think that's a, that's okay. Yeah. I think that's a myth getting sick because it's cold. Is, is that not a myth? I, I think, think it, it is. is. I mean, I think maybe if you sat out in the very cold weather. Well, you could become hypothermic, which yes. would not be good. Or it just maybe, I think, because your body needs to use more energy to stay warm, maybe you become more susceptible to picking something up. But I don't think yes, the actual maybe. part of being out in the cold, like, as from what I understand, from what I read, I could be wrong, but... Um, and we know you would have researched this. <laughs> we, <laughs> You know, I'm learning about researching in my, I'm taking a writing composition class this eight weeks for school and we are learning about researching, but I guess um, I don't really carry that over into the podcast very well, do I? Well, I mean, you research your personal things like botulism and things (laughs) that you're in seeds and things like that. So I feel like you're very skilled in some levels of research. (laughs) I finally learned how to actually research reputable sources. So that's a good thing. Oh, wait. Okay. As your former librarian, I feel like I didn't do my uh, duty in teaching you guys anything. <laughs> well, I don't like to admit this in front of a librarian, but I never knew how to use a library, to be honest with you. Aww. Yeah. All like, you had I to never... do was ask. I would have been happy to show you. I'm talking about like high school years. When I didn't, I never knew how to use a card catalog. I st- the card catalog was set up like title, author, and keywords, mm. subjects, headings. I, there were a lot of numbers involved, and I didn't understand. Well, that's them. the Dewey Decimal stuff. Yes, I don't yeah. understand that. You shouldn't understand that. The Dewey Decimal system does not make <laughs> a terrible. lot of sense. It's terrible. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah, Melville. Well, okay, I'm well, sorry. Good. That's the part I did not quite <laughs> gather. That whole numbering system was very confusing. And then my old boss. One of my old bosses, um, I've had quite a number of jobs. Now, I <laughs> I have a few old bosses. This isn't my old boss, Mandy. This is another old boss of mine. He uh, did his filing system in, in the office based on the Dewey Decimal System, and I couldn't stand it. I was I'm like, a librarian no, who catalogs the books, and I would never do that. That system makes no sense. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, it's coming to haunt me again, this Dewey Decimal System. Yeah, no, thank you. No, thank Luckily, you. His, his, he was, yeah, it was a small office, so it didn't get too confusing. But anyhow, yeah, so I never really liked being in the library. I, and actually, it's, well, ironically, in high school, my family member of mine was the high school librarian. So oh, that's funny. We, yeah, me and um, TJ, who has been on the show, so we used to use the library to um, skip class, which wasn't very educational. <laughs> this, this, my friends, is why I'm taking college classes now, now right. later in my life, because I just couldn't get into school back then. <laughs> we all mature at different paces. That's all. That's all. You know, we're not all ready to go off to no. you know, college right out of high school. And that's it's okay. never too late. It's yeah, it's late, never yeah. too late. Yeah, so I, I will apply my researching skills now. Maybe. Good. Maybe. No. <laughs> I mean, I'm a librarian and I don't always apply full research skills for yeah. the Bantern Dish podcast. It takes podcast. a lot of effort. 
<laughs> might be too much effort. <laughs> right. Whenever I've looked at a quick source on, say, a seed or something that we've been talking about, I, I don't always check to make sure I'm on a very good no. site. Yeah, here's what I do. I Google it. I, I think most people do. Yeah, I Google librarians do too. Question. And if like the top five or six articles or, or websites that all come up say the same thing, then I'm going to be like, okay, I, I think this is the answer then. Hmm, no. <laughs> No, that's, I mean, that's a better bet than just taking the first link and running with it, no yeah. matter what it says. Yeah, you got to compare sources. If and... I'm ahead, I think it's the answer too. I'm not just going to, you know, but so anyway, what we, we started talking, I thought we started talking about something. We started then, talking about oh, the weather, the weather, which we talk about the weather a lot. <laughs> Isn't that what everybody talks about though? Oh, how's, how's the weather? like humans I find myself saying that like I'll walk past a random stranger and they'll be like hi how are you and I'll be like oh this weather is awesome today today. isn't it or I'll be like this weather sucks and then I'm thinking like that's so cliche and I do it all the time yeah next time they walk by I'm gonna go and they're like hi how are you and I'll go listen to the banter dish podcast (laughs) and find out (laughs) (laughs) right and you can hear me talk about the weather there I'm not gonna approach it this way you really want to know how I am there you go you can listen weekly and find out how I'm doing I'll just wear my t-shirt everywhere and just point to it and go I'm good just listen okay you'll know listen weekly (laughs) (laughs) I know everybody is dying to know how we're doing we appreciate you guys who tune in each week to hear how we're doing too we really do the weather is kind of a safe subject too. I mean it's really difficult to talk about much anymore because there's just yeah people have so many different viewpoints and are very passionate about a lot of things right and the weather is safe I think the weather's safe I I think weather and traffic we can talk about traffic yeah but the thing that I find that I talk about if I forget it like I didn't realize how obsessed I was about it but the one time I left my cell phone at home and I felt compelled I was at the high school musical (laughs) everybody that sat beside me whether I knew them or not I felt the need to say hey I left I left my cell phone at home I'm like, what is wrong with you, Jill? Like this person just is looking at their playbill. They want me to shut up. And I'm just telling them that I left my cell phone at home in case they wondered why I wasn't scrolling through anything. I left my cell Uh, phone at home. Yeah, right. Well, that's, I mean, it's almost like leaving your kid at home. Like when you don't have your cell phone with you. I was very worried the whole time I was out. anxious and lost. And you just had to let everyone know that. Yeah. I did. I talked about it to random strangers and I don't necessarily engage with random strangers, but if they sat beside me, they knew. That was actually um, <laughs> a topic on uh, one of my research papers in my class was oh, yeah? cell phone use affecting the younger generations. Well, it affects us old people too. <laughs> <laughs> it causes a lot of anxiety when we don't have them. Yeah. If you leave them at home, it, there is a lot of anxiety around it. It is true. It's uh, which is interesting to me. I mean, like our generation, obviously we came into cell phones, smartphones. Yes. I mean, even millennials, I think they were a little kind of, mm-hmm. I don't know. This. It's really like my daughter's age and beyond, I think that are considered born digital. Born She's digital, 22. Yeah. Like generation Z. Yeah. That they're no, no different. You know, they are always electronic, I guess it would be my kids too. So I, um, oh, your kids are you know. definitely born yeah. digital. Absolutely. Yeah. So this kind of interesting. I mean, I don't know that there's much of a difference. This one article I was reading 
it was from a reputable source. I was um, going to say, did, how did you come upon this article? It was peer-reviewed, this article. Oh, good. Um, That's good. <laughs> I'm impressed. Um, actually, no, I don't know if this article was peer-reviewed. I don't know if this oh, well, specific then. one was. She was on Generation X. Yeah. So she was comparing uh, what what she did. I'm Gen X. Are you Gen X or are you I'm millennial? I'm kind of borderline. I'm borderline. Mm-hmm. I'm like that... I'm right on the tail end of Generation X, but I think I connect more with millennials. I think I'm yeah. more, the in-between millennial and Gen Xer. There's like a, a oh. word I think they gave us, but I never. I bet we could Google it and find out. But yeah. We'll let our listeners do that. Yeah. <laughs> you guys if you're curious. Pull your weight. Let us know. We haven't relied on you for something like this in a while. Do some research for us. <laughs> or I guess shout out to all those in between generation yes. people. I'm um, I'm like smack dab in the middle of Gen X. So I really see, relate a lot to Generation X. Gen X. Yeah. Yeah. I'm right at the tail end. Um, I could pass. I can, I, I could switch sides, I guess. I could go either way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this article that sh- this person wrote was, she basically was, comparing what she did as a teenager to what teenagers do now. And it was literally the same thing, only the technology was different. Like her viewpoints were that smartphones were causing depression among Generation Z and younger people, just that depression rates are higher and she was linking it to smartphone use. Hmm. But she said, you know, oh, when I was a teenager, I, you know, we tied up our landline phone gossiping and talking to our right. friends. And yeah. um, now kids have Snapchat and uh, whatever other social media right. platforms. And I'm thinking, granted, yes, social media is a little more, you're definitely more, um, what's the word I want to say, exposed, I guess, like you are exposed to a lot more people that way and a lot more you're probably exposed to a lot more criticism and instantly too versus like yeah instantly so and so um, has to call so and so and so and so and call you know like the rumor has to get around it gets around quicker now <laughs> that is true cyber bullying or whatever a lot quicker nowadays but, but my point was like it would like it, i mean teenagers are doing the same thing teenagers did yeah generations ago just in a different form right you know i don't know i don't know that it causes you know what it could be depressed if they were sitting in their bedroom on their landline telephone right that other smartphone (laughs) i mean i think a kid's gonna be depressed either way mental health is such a taboo topic even now even though like we're trying to erase the stigma of it all that like back when we were teenagers it was like a big thing that you didn't talk about so right you know i don't think they would be diagnosing as many people with depression then because most people weren't seeking mental health professionals to help them yeah right yeah that's what I thought too uh I guess that was my research project was trying to determine that and I agree it was kind of like probably other factors play into like yes mental health is talked about more it is easier to reach out ask for help um yes it's easier to to know when people are diagnosis yeah as a result you know what did you say where people are being diagnosed as a diagnosed, result. Right. Yeah, and people are more aware of when people are depressed because right. people do tend to put it on social media. Oh, I'm feeling bad about myself. Oh, I'm going to hurt myself. Or, you know, even the older generations, when it was more like not talked about, you just ha- kept it in, you know, never maybe. It, does it mean that there's more depression now or does it just mean that we're just more aware of it? I think more aware of it personally. Yeah. But 
Yeah. I don't even, how did we get on this subject? Um, I think I left my cell phone at home. <laughs> yeah, that was the, the cell phone. We like to keep things light here on Banter and Dishes. Right. It's getting a little... Too dark? It's never too dark for me. That's true. I don't know how our listeners feel. <laughs> I could tell my little Generation X story oh, yeah, gen- because gen X story, I went yeah. to Point Park College. Mm-hmm. Like I said, smack dab in the middle of Generation X. Point Park is a big journalism school. So a lot of mm-hmm. my friends were journalism and communication majors. And they had, you know, a lot of magazines or whatever for the school that people my friends worked on so I got roped in to taking a lot of pictures for magazines and things like that this whole issue of this one magazine was about Generation X (laughs) I don't know if she had the idea but my college roommate Heather who we've talked about roped me into laying in an X form on another body they had a guy and then I was like laying across him so that our bodies formed an X. an X. Yeah. Well, that's a very. <laughs> and precarious. I was on the cover. <laughs> she really wanted us naked wrapped in sheets in, a, in an X across each other, but they couldn't get the angle of the X right when we were that way. And so we ended up going with the shot that they used at the beginning where we were fully clothed. Thank goodness. You wait, but you did do it naked too. Well, I think I had my underwear on, but right. they wanted to make it look like we were naked. So we were wrapped mm-hmm. in sheets, like, so the sheet went across my boobs and down, you know, around. And yeah, wow. it that- was very awkward. I did not know this guy before going into the shoot. And it was like, hi, nice to meet you. I'm going to lay across you mostly naked. Um, um, do you have a picture of this? <laughs> yes, I do. We need to. I think we need to see this. <laughs> Listeners, I think we need to see this. I think I probably could post a photo of the cover of the magazine. I don't know if that's against <laughs> the copyrights, but... Um, oh, um, well, yeah. hell, this was how long ago, right? Yeah, it was a long time ago. But that was one of the many odd photos that I was roped into in my college years. <laughs> you were known for... <laughs> If anybody needed a, a weird uh, photo take and Jill was the girl to go to. I mean, yeah, th- that is completely true. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not even going to talk about most of the other photos. Yeah. Well, I'm sure they'll come up. They'll come up eventually. Keep tuning in to hear m- more about Jill's awkward college modeling experiences. <laughs> more about the weird photo shoots that I've been on. Oh, my goodness. Well... <laughs> All right, so this week, Erin, I made red bell pepper hummus from Weelicious. Weelicious? You find the uh, most creative food blog place. Yeah, I thought that was a cute little name. <laughs> I don't know what hummus is. I've never, I don't believe I've ever eaten it. Oh, you've what? never had it? <laughs> no. I used to make homemade hummus every once in a while, but I hadn't made it in a long time. Mm-hmm. And I found this recipe. The thing that's the most exciting to me about this recipe it's, you know, the red bell pepper hummus and you needed a roasted red pepper. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't have one, but there was a little link to another Weelicious recipe that said, if you want to roast your own red pepper, here's how. And so I was like, oh, let's find out how. You roast it on the stovetop. Mm-hmm. You wash the pepper, you put the pepper right on the, like the grate and you turn it on a, like a medium heat, oh. you know, medium flame. I don't think you could do this on an electric. I'm not sure though. Mm-hmm. I did it on my gas stove top. Wow. And every two minutes you'd like turn it a little bit so that the whole outside of the pepper gets blackened basically <laughs> like charred a little bit. So you're basically grilling on your then kind of yeah you're roasting it but yeah basically wow and then you put it inside a bowl cover it with you know saran wrap 
I forget how many minutes, maybe two to five. It might have been seven. That, like, I guess, steams it a little bit. And then you can just very easily peel off the outer skin. And then you take off the stem, take out the seeds and chop it up. And you have a roasted red pepper. Wow. You didn't happen to take video of you roasting this pepper on your stovetop, did you? I should have taken a video. That would have been cool. Yeah. Well, next Next time. time, because I will do this again. Yeah, I don't know that I could do something like that. I, ha- I, I It was so easy. And I could multitask because you turned it every two minutes. I was loading the dishwasher and putting things away. It was so awesome. So you, I mean, it was on top of the flame then? Yes. Huh. But the, the flame wasn't touching it. It was just like, you know, if you roast a marshmallow, yeah. you know, you don't necessarily have to touch it, but it still like gets brown on the outside. My, my like grate on the top of the stove is that what it's called it's called a grate mm-hmm. on top of the stove i think it's cast iron yeah well i guess you can cook on that so i guess it would be safe yeah. then i cook in cast iron skillets all the time yeah yeah that is something new listeners go to our facebook page and you can see it you can see my yeah. pepper roasting on the stovetop yeah has anyone <laughs> ever done this before um what's the other way to roast in your oven then you would would you put it in the oven you know i did i wanted to make the hummus last saturday i didn't have roasted red pepper like in a can, like they were saying. So I thought, well, I bet I could roast it in the oven. So I clicked on that thing to see how to do it. And it was like, Mm -hmm. I'm like on the stovetop. Are you kidding me? I was so excited. It was easier than I thought. I guess it didn't make a mess then because it it didn't like, there's no juice or anything involved. So yeah, it just stayed. No. And I have a garbage disposal. So whenever I peeled it, I just peeled it into the sink, you know, Mm -hmm. drop the pieces of skin in there. Okay. So the recipe called for canned, you, you mentioned canned red peppers or they said you could use this little tutorial and roast your own pepper right I I never saw canned red peppers I don't think it might be like from a jar I'm not sure you know like um maybe like banana pepper ring type of thing is what I was picturing something like that but I see yeah so anyhow the recipe calls for the roasted red pepper a can and this is what's in hummus Erin a can of chickpeas rinsed and drained. oh the chickpea this is why I never ate it I don't like chickpeas oh that's right I forgot <laughs> I think we went through this before yeah yeah because I had that chickpea <laughs> casserole yeah I have a short-term memory loss or something well, I, I do know. too because I forgot that you don't like chickpeas <laughs> but it also involves a clove of garlic it said but I just use the pre-minced a tablespoon of tahini which is a sesame paste. And a lot of people don't have that on hand at home, but I did because I have it. I have a dressing that I like that needs tahini. But the thing with the tahini is it separates the oil and like the solid parts separate when it's sitting. So I would recommend stirring it much more than I did before you take your tablespoon off. I feel like I had more of the hard pasty tahini than the oily part and that was kind of a glitch in my recipe if I made it again I feel like I could do it better if I creamed up the tahini a little bit first <laughs> by stirring it together yeah, like you gotta cream it up I mean you should you know that now by now Jill. I know I I learned, I, I, but the thing is when I was making it I thought wait is this the one that you want the harder tahini or the more like the more liquidy and I couldn't remember because I haven't made hummus in a while so oh. I I think it was the type that you want the more creamed up softened portions of the tahini okay but they did say that you could substitute almond butter or peanut butter. I've never made hummus with almond butter or peanut butter. I'm not sure how I would like that. So I don't I don't know that I will ever try that. Mm-hmm. You also use lemon juice. It said one tablespoon. I ended up putting in a lot more and a half a teaspoon of salt, 
which I put in a lot more of salt too. In fact, I didn't really measure most of the ingredients. You know, I just eyeball most things. (laughs) (laughs) But it's so easy. You put it all together. I've done it in a blender in the past. This recipe did say food processor. So I used my food processor. You just throw it all in there and you hit start. It didn't taste right to me. It tasted way too, I could really taste the tahini. Mm. And I, I know in the past I put olive oil in my hummus. So the first time I added, I added a little bit of olive oil. I added more lemon and more salt and a little bit of garlic. That's what I kept adding, except for after the first time I didn't put oil in the olive oil. It The taste never got quite to where I wanted it. I thought it was good. Maybe I should have measured the ingredients a little bit more. I don't know, but... <laughs> It got very liquidy Maybe after you should a while. have followed the directions. I know, <laughs> you know, sometimes winging it works, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. But it got a little bit runnier than normal hummus that I use. Mm-hmm. So that's when I'm like, I got to stop this. I can't keep adding these liquidy things. <laughs> I guess I could have added more of the tahini paste, but I don't think I had any more oh, chickpeas gosh. to add. It would have been a, a never ending cycle. Right. <laughs> Too much. I, I would have had Too like much. a whole, you know, yeah, gallon container of hummus by the time I'm done <laughs> with this recipe, <laughs> which is what I used to do. I would just keep adding things. I'd yeah. be like, well, I need more chickpeas, put in another can. Anyway, so it was super easy. I gave it a four. For the preparation, because, you know, I had the little glitch where I had to keep adding more, but I think I was making it harder than it needed to be, Mm -hmm. you know, but basically you're just throwing stuff in a container and hitting start on either a blender or food processor. Mm -hmm. So I'm giving it a four. The taste, I'm giving it a three. I thought it was just, it was okay. It wasn't great, but I feel like if I made it again, I could make it a four, but this batch was a three. And for digestion for me, it's a five. <laughs> we will never, I don't think you'll ever have anything under a five for digestion for your, for yourself. No, for my, my, uh, and face chimichangas, they are a four and I, I four had them again today and they do make me burp. So they, <laughs> they will be a four. <laughs> now, did Lloyd like the hummus? As he said last week, when he, when he was you know, on when you were my hiatus. Yeah. When, when life gives you chaos, uh, the world gives me Lloyd. I don't know when Lloyd was covering <laughs> for you. He, he said he, he didn't want to try it because hummus gives him a sore throat. <laughs> sore throat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that Lloyd. It doesn't he give him something. heartburn, but it gives sore him a throat. sore throat. I, I don't know. <laughs> He hasn't eaten one of my banter and dish recipes since Anfei's chimichangas. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. So what, hummus is like, is it like a spread? Do you put it on stuff? How do you eat that? With yeah. like a like a pita or something? You can eat it with like vegetables or um, oh, okay. tortilla chips or little like wheat thin crackers. Okay. Or sometimes I put it on as a sandwich spread. Okay, I was going to ask. With maybe some cucumbers or, you know, lettuce, yeah. other things on the sandwich. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. I, I guess I'm never I'm never going to try it though because I don't because you don't like chickpeas. <laughs> like chickpeas no. Maybe they give you a sore throat. Maybe maybe <laughs> my body knows in Your advance. Body knows. Don't swallow these. Do not swallow these. They are yeah. no good. <laughs> no. So actually, next week is another recipe that Lloyd. I don't know if he'll try because we've already discussed the one ingredient in it gives him heartburn. <laughs> I am making. Crescent roll veggie pizza. Oh, oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> From Crazy Kitchen Mom. Crazy Kitchen Mom. Um, yeah. I love 
those veggie pizzas. Yes. They're great for like the summer. So I thought I saw somebody had one for an Easter party on Facebook. It's a big picnic item. I think people always bring yeah. one of those to like a uh, cookout or something. Cause I know I've had, I don't know that I've ever made one myself, but I, I haven't, I do eat them when they're yes. at I like somebody's. them. So yeah. <laughs> but I think I'm going to half the recipe because I don't want to eat the, either that or I might take a piece to like my mom, yeah. my sister, you know, I'm not sure what I'm going to do yet, whether I'll half or whole it, but I don't really have much of a taste tester in my house because my kids, my older daughter is very finicky eater and my younger daughter, she eats a lot of stuff, but not anything out of the ordinary. So, right. but my brother, he will eat anything so yeah. whenever he starts visiting again we've been separated because of the covid situation so once we are all clear to start having family gatherings again i will definitely get him involved in the taste testing yeah and then oh yes and tj also said she oh would she wants want to be to a taste, taste tester testing. that's right well now i know once we're able to start yeah getting together <laughs> again um we will have more more opportunities for people to eat yes. things Yes. <laughs> that we, we're cooking. So yeah. Thank you all for listening to Banter and Dish podcast. We hope you got a chance to laugh with us today. And if you're enjoying the show, please like, rate, and subscribe. And most importantly, please tell someone that you think might also enjoy it. And remember, you can like and follow us and interact with us on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. Just search Banter and Dish podcast. So for all of you loyal listeners, thanks for coming back. And for all the new listeners, we hope you come back again and hang with us next week. So stay tuned and stay safe. And wherever life may take you this week, try to add a hint of humor. And a dash of delight. So here we are back in the saddle. Back in the saddle. We Have <laughs> you ever ridden a horse? Speaking of saddles. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Yeah, I know I've been on a horse, but I can't really remember why or when. I did go to horse camp for one year. I was a beginner. I was a beginner. So they gave me the nicest horse. Her name was Lady. Oh, God. And I, I because my horse was so nice, I won a, a ribbon in the rodeo at the end of the week. It wasn't anything <laughs> to do with my skills. It was the fact that my horse was so horse nice. Was so awesome. Yeah, not much of a horse rider now. This is a strange topic we've gotten off on. How did we, we how do we get here? Because <laughs> you said you were back in the saddle. And back so I asked you about, about your horse riding experience. <laughs> Next time you say I'm back in the proverbial saddle, yeah. or I will take you literally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>